I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, April 12th. Here are today's headlines. The Biden administration is taking another step toward making all vehicles, including gas-powered cars and heavy-duty trucks, cleaner and more efficient. That's according to a White House fact sheet. Specifically, the fact sheet states the proposed standards would protect public health by cutting nearly 10 billion tons of CO2 emissions, twice the annual U.S. emissions today. The fact sheet also said cars and truck manufacturers have made clear that the future of transportation is electric. The market is moving. Since President Biden took office, the private sector, including the American auto industry, has invested more than $120 billion into the American-made electric vehicle and battery supply chain. O.H. Skinner, the executive director of Alliance for Consumers, said in a press release that taking away consumer choices to further a progressive worldview is unacceptable. At Alliance for Consumers, we fight for everyday consumers and call out activists and public officials when they try and compel companies and consumers to comply with a progressive worldview that they otherwise don't support. Will Hild, executive director of Consumers Research, similarly weighed in on the proposal, saying in a press release that the Biden administration's anti-energy policies ignore the demands of the American people. Our country needs cheaper oil and gas, not a double down on ESG policies that hurt American businesses and further our nation's reliance on foreign adversaries. Inflation is far from dead. Those are the words of an economist after the Consumer Price Index report showed today a 0.1% increase in inflation in March, up a total of 5% from March last year. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released its latest report today. E.J. Antoni, a research fellow for regional economics in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation, told the Daily Signal that today's inflation data shows prices rising more than twice as fast as the Fed's target 2% rate. Inflation is far from dead, despite the White House likely taking a victory lap on today's numbers. It's ironic that they are taking credit for reducing inflation after causing it in the first place. Antoni said that though energy prices are down from record highs, they will likely rise again in coming months with global energy production declines. He said having depleted the strategic petroleum reserve and hamstrung domestic production, Biden has put America in a vulnerable position to meet the coming storm and inflation will continue. According to Antoni, the Biden economy hurts the common man because the average family has effectively lost $7,100 in annual income under Biden's watch. That's more than an entire month's income for many families. But what did President Biden have to say about the latest inflation numbers? Well, Biden said today's report shows continued progress in our fight against inflation, with the 12-month inflation rate at the lowest level since May 2021. This progress follows last week's news that our job market remains historically strong. Inflation has now fallen by 45% since its summer peak. Here's some positive news for the pro-life movement. 
A Society of Family Planning report released yesterday found that an estimated 32,000 lives were spared from abortion between July 2022, a month after Roe v. Wade was overturned, and December 2022. The report also found that the states with the largest declines in the number of abortions during the six-month period after the Dobbs decision compared to baseline include Texas with 15,540 fewer abortions, Georgia with 10,930 fewer abortions, Tennessee with 6,560 fewer abortions, Ohio with 4,920 fewer abortions, Arizona with 4,650 fewer abortions, and Louisiana with 4,250 fewer abortions. The Daily Caller reports that Tessa Longlands, a research associate with the Charlotte Loescher Institute, labeled the report as good news and that it means babies are being saved and it means women are being protected from the harms of abortion. The New York Times reports that legal abortions in the states with total bans fell to nearly zero, an average decrease of around 7,300 abortions a month compared with April and May. They increased by an average of 2,100 a month in states where abortion remained legal, suggesting that some women traveled across state lines. As you'll recall from yesterday's show, a judge in Texas ruled last Friday that the Food and Drug Administration was wrong to approve the abortion pill, misoprifstone. In 2000, the FDA approved the use of the drug with another medication, misoprostol, to terminate a pregnancy. But medical experts said the approval process was rushed and the drug poses a danger to women. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott has announced an exploratory committee for a 2024 presidential election, indicating that he plans to run for president. The announcement of an exploratory committee allows Scott to raise money for a presidential campaign, but it doesn't formally equate to an announcement. Scott has been a senator since 2013 and is a member of the Senate Banking, House, and Urban Affairs Committee, the Foreign Relations Committee, the Finance Committee, the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Committee, and the Special Committee on Aging. Scott tweeted a video earlier today with the caption, I will never back down in defense of the conservative values that make America exceptional. That's why I'm announcing my exploratory committee for president of the United States. This fight is personal. I want every American to have the same opportunities I had. Let's take a listen to some of Scott's video via his Twitter. On this day, April 12th, 1861, in this harbor, the first shots of the Civil War were fired and our country faced the defining moment. Would we truly be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all? America's soul was put to the test and we prevailed. Today, our country is once again being tested. Once again, our divisions run deep and the threat to our future is real. Joe Biden and the radical left have chosen a culture of grievance over greatness. They're promoting victimhood instead of personal responsibility. And they're indoctrinating our children to believe we live in an evil country. And all too often, when they get called out for their failures, they weaponize race to divide us, to hold on to their power. When I fought back against their liberal agenda, they called me a prop, a tool.
token because I disrupt their narrative. I threaten their control. They know the truth of my life disproves their lies. See, I was raised by a single mother in poverty. The spoons in our apartment were plastic, not silver. But we had faith. We put in the work, and we had an unwavering belief that we, too, could live the American dream. I know America is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. I know it because I've lived it. So far, some of the notable candidates who have officially announced their bid for the Republican nomination in 2024 include former President Donald Trump, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. NPR tweeted this morning that it's stepping away from Twitter. The outlet told The Hill in a statement that we are not putting our journalism on platforms that have demonstrated an interest in undermining our credibility and the public's understanding of our editorial independence. The outlet also said there are plenty of ways to stay connected and keep up with NPR's news, music, and cultural content. Last week, Twitter labeled the outlet as state-affiliated media before changing it to government-funded. An NPR media correspondent said that the outlet receives less than 1% of its $300 million annual budget from the federally funded Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's according to Fox News. As our colleague Jarrett Stepman writes, NPR will continue to post its content on TikTok, a Chinese-owned social media app that has been accused of spying on American citizens. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in the same podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for The Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Amber Athey. She's the Washington editor for The Spectator and author of the newly released book, The Snowflakes Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. Also, make sure to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts and help us reach more listeners by taking just a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review. We love hearing your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.